Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park The roar of the crowd gives you goosebumps, cashing a slip makes you grin, and above all, you love making your bookie cry? Then you're in the right place. The number one spot for premier betting advice and wild opinions, shared with a fan base like no other. Welcome home. This is the Punch List MMA Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dale Lippin and Trey Van Buskirk. Trey, dude, it feels so good to be back, man. I missed you this whole last week. I feel like a phoenix rising from the ashes to record this episode tonight, man. I freaking, I'm so excited to be back recording again. I'm so excited that you're here. I'm so excited that our unofficial co-host, Drew Dober, is going to be joining us here in a minute. I'm just excited, man. Can I be excited? Did I say I'm excited? I'm pumped up. The way he started that, man, I thought you were going to say that you feel like you're the cream of the crop. Mm, I am, brother. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel, man. I'm just excited, dude. Memorial Day went, went, uh, came and went. It's good to have a three-day weekend. I drank a, little, uh, drank a couple beers. I didn't drink as many as you did, mm-hmm. but I had a good weekend. Got to spend some quality time with the fam. Made some delicious food. Drank some delicious beverages. Reflected on this beautiful country of ours, and you know it is what it is, man. I, I felt pretty good about about everything, all things considered. How about you? I think what you felt most, I, I most great about probably was relishing in my uh, my demise. You're that you're that guy that goes on a run at five a.m. and sees the hungover guy, and it's like, hey, good morning to you. I know you're wasting the rest of your day, but I didn't drink this whole weekend. That was you. You assume that I went for a run at five a.m. Hey, dude, you're you're staying ready for Ocho Cinco. I know that he hasn't announced who his fight is. You stay no, ready. No, yes, it. it's it's Brian Maxwell. Brian Maxwell, who is has a losing record as a professional boxer, is zero and three in bare knuckle boxing, and I believe he's two and zero as a mixed martial artist. So yeah, he's fighting Brian Maxwell. Ah, uh, um, okay. Well, stay ready, I, dude. I, I mean, at this point, I've already come to grips with the fact that I'm not getting the Ocho Cinco fight, and as such, I've just let myself go yet again. Yet again, <laughs> I have just. Just dipped into the wallow of despair. You know, my whole goal, honestly, was to book that fight and then fly out to Team Elevation and have Drew crash course train me for like two weeks so then I could fight one of the greatest wide receivers in the history of mankind and Chad Ojosinko. But no, it didn't happen. Nay, so the next time we get to hang out with Drew, it's going to be at his wedding. I still haven't got my invite yet. I know you got yours, but whenever I get mine, I will see you guys there. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I really am. 
the, the problem is if Drew invites you out, dude, you know he's going to make you train with no shirt on. I'm not ready for the world to see your body with no shirt on, dude. I'm not well, ready for it. Here's the thing, though. What kind of guy goes to another man's wedding and takes his shirt off, right? You got to let you have to let Drew take his shirt off first at his wedding, and then you follow suit. But that's not fair. I go out there; it's his day in the sun. You know, everybody's there having a good time, and I peel my shirt off, dude. That's like a chick wearing white to another girl's wedding. You don't do that. You leave bro. your shirt on, bro. Bro, you you think that Drew is not going to wear just a bow tie and no shirt, go Chippendale status? You don't think he's wearing that at his wedding? You're out of your mind. I think I think what he'll have is some sort of Adidas tearaway style thing where it'll, it'll look all intents and purposes like a normal tuxedo. And then when the time comes, he's just going to just rip that thing off, man. I have no yeah. doubt about it. No Someone's going to sneeze and it's going to come off, dude. He's not going to have to pull that off. Yeah. All right. Well, we talked about the guy enough real quick. Before we get him in here, uh, I just want to let you know that I, while wearing this beautiful Allegiance t-shirt, crushed a ribeye steak from Steak Classy Meats. Uh, I know that you should, I showed you the uh, pork shoulder that I did. Took all day doing that, man. It was delicious, but I was kind of porked out. I needed to switch it up. So I went with the leanest, best, non-GMO, no antibiotic beef on the planet Earth from Steak Classy Meats. And you know what, dude? They, they sent the whole thing to me, and I got to save 10% because I used our promo code, baby. I used Fist. And they sent it to me with 10% off, man. So it was good. It was good times. Good times. Dude, American meat, American clothing. Mm. Guys, I hope if everyone, obviously, the main part of this past weekend was obviously to reflect and pay pay homage to those who gave the ultimate sacrifice. But I think as a collective, regardless of what's going on in the world, we can all know and realize that we live in the greatest country. And you want to support those that put together the greatest clothing on the planet. And mm. those are veteran-owned, American-made Guys, go to Allegiance Clothing, type in that code PUNCH. You're going to get 15% off. You're going to wear something that you know where it's coming from. You know the quality, and you know it is produced here in the greatest country that is the United States of America. So, again, go to AllegianceClothing.com, type in that code PUNCH, and get 15% off. All right. So I can see him in the lobby, and he's giving us this side profile, and all I see is jawline. It's it's like, mm -hmm. you remember that cartoon, The Tick? Remember that the dude has the freaking jaw? Like, that's all I'm seeing here is that. So I just need to make sure, Drew, are you good to go? Can you give us a thumbs up in the back? We'll have producer Jake throw you in. My man's good to go. Jake, put him in here. What's up, brother? How are What's you? What's up, guys? Dude, look at you. How are you? I mean, unfortunately, I had to listen to you guys talking about all-American meat, and I'm like in the middle of cutting weight. So thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're here for you, man. We're eating vicariously or you can eat vicariously through us. That's the best way to do it. Please, I'm a fan. You got to post more videos and pictures. Uh, you're not doing enough for me. To be honest. Okay. I will. I will change that. We will become a a barbecue and food based Instagram for the next two weeks, man. You can you can eat vicariously through us. There we go. So how's everything been, man? What's going on? Fill, fill us in. How's life? What's going on? Well, you know, I just uh, uh, want to get a quick turnaround with this uh, fight with Brad Riddell. So right back into the routine of things. And so just getting beaten up Monday through Friday, the occasional Saturday, and uh, just fitness and weight loss. It's it's pretty uh, mundane. I see that. Looks like you got a little got a little lump right here. What who who's the uh, who was the proprietor of that? <laughs> I mean, who knows at this point? Like, I'm sparring so many talented guys at Team Elevation. You know, I come home with bumps and bruises and cuts all the time, and so I couldn't put a name on all of them. Well, I'm I'm excited to see you get back in there, man. Obviously, a guy like Brad Riddell presents uh, a multitude of 
of puzzles, if you will, that are going to need solving. You know, when you look at this matchup, where do you think it's favorable to you? Um, for entertainment, to be honest, I think uh, Brad Riddell is a, a striker, and so it's a it's a simple fight for me. Uh, I kind of know what he's going to come in with. You know, I've seen him wrestle, I've seen him uh, attempt to do grappling. Um, but really, we're just going to stand and trade. And, uh, man, uh, I have had close to 60 fights. He's had over 60 kickboxing fights. It's it's simple but entertaining. Oh, and I think I think the UFC knows that too, man, because you got – you know, it's funny. On big pay-per-view cards, it's like you either want to be, you know, co-main or main, or you want to be that first – or that, uh, I guess, main prelim spot, which you got. So you get the most eyes on your fight. How stoked are you in that spot right now? I mean, that's news to me. I, I honestly don't pay too much attention to the spot uh, of where I'm fighting. Uh, really, the exciting part was I get to uh, fight before the main event or the main card so I can get my job done and over with and I can be a spectator for the rest of the card. You know, I'm equally a fan as much as I'm a fighter. I get it. I get it for sure. So speaking of that 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 environment and the fight night, dude, you're back in front of a crowd. How exciting. Like, I mean, just mm-hmm. – sold out it's going to be it's going to be amazing right words can't express uh you know i was trying to you know uh tell everyone that like oh you know fighting without a crowd is not anything different this and that but man having a crowd hits different to be honest and uh man when i found out that i was a part of this event uh chills and the excitement and motivation of my training and man seeing the fans in the audience is one of my number one motivations from this fight and like i can't wait Man, it just it, it feels completely different, and uh, man, I hear the audience, and it makes me perform better. Now, will you have your lady in audience as well with you there? I do, in fact. Actually, that was Ooh. one of the first things I messaged my agent. I was like, "All right, well, can my fiance come now?" And man, she's she's really excited. So the last time she was a part of was uh, when I fought Nazareth. So it's been a while. <laughs> awesome, that's exciting. <laughs> Is she going to be the only family member in attendance, or you you bringing in a whole crew? No, just her. And then uh, just like uh, a couple of friends are showing up uh, from either Denver or, or Phoenix. But either way, man, the fans, all my friends are in the audit, uh, auditorium and uh, I hopefully have a, a post-fight celebration, with, which I can, you know, chat with everybody in person. That'll be exciting. That'll be exciting. So I want to I wanted to ask you something. Part of what we really enjoy, I mean, obviously, outside of your fighting style is your happy-go-lucky demeanor your willingness to engage with fans. You're a guy that's really never met a stranger, and, and we appreciate that about you. Your walkout song, this is how we do it. Unorthodox, but just an amazing walkout song mm-hmm. nonetheless. Were you a little bit upset when Dominic Reyes walked out to his main event against Yuri Prohaska using <laughs> your song? Because I was mad for you. Yeah, I was pissed. <laughs> Oh, man, I, I love the entrance song. And, you know, I've been through some very interesting ones. But, yeah, this one was just hitting very special, so I just keep walking out to it. But, uh, man, it's, a, it's a, a great song. So I feel like me and a bunch of other guys are going to walk out to it. But uh, I'm just going to do the song right, though. Yeah, I just I just need him to stay in his lane, though. It was yours first. He uh-huh. needs to stay in his lane, right? We can say that. Like, stay in your I mean, he's a big guy, but stay in your lane, Dom, right? I mean, we'll see if he does it a second time, but uh, most likely not. Probably, probably, <laughs> probably not. All right. So we kind of put a thing out there. I don't know if you saw the post or not. We said we were going to hold your feet to the fire this episode. Mm-hmm. We've been very nice to you for like five episodes now where you've come on. We've been very chill about everything. 
But one of the big, you know, outside of being called all kinds of different derogatory names from the last time you were on, people said they were kind of too nice to you. We don't ask any hard hitting questions. It's, you know, one guy said it was like when Trump went on Jimmy Fallon, it just they threw him softballs the whole time. <laughs> so I feel like we got to maybe crank up the heat a little bit. I'm ready. I'm prepared. Uh, <laughs> okay. So first things first, right, is that, you know, honestly, man, it's one of those things where, again, like I said, you are so nice all the time and it's all about respect and the, the beauty of martial arts. Have you ever fought anybody where there was some malintent going into it? Uh, yeah, it's actually a long time ago when I was an amateur uh, man. This, uh, so I was undefeated as an amateur, and so was he. And uh, same uh, Omaha, Nebraska, same hometown, you know, pretty much fighting right next to each other. And uh, he was getting really mouthy, and uh, he was pretty charismatic in the way he talked trash and uh, called me out on like numerous occasions. And uh, I just didn't like how he carried himself. Uh, just not a whole lot of respect, not a whole lot of integrity, really like more of a fighter and less of a martial artist. And so I wasn't a huge fan of the guy. And uh, yeah, we uh, we exchanged words and I went into the fight trying to kill him. And uh, <laughs> man, it was exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> trying to punch a dude's head off, like the attempt is absolutely exhausting. So yeah, I won't do that again. How did that fight shake out? I actually won by armbar. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> okay. I can get on board with that. I can get on board with that. <laughs> yeah, things just weren't flowing as freely as they usually do. Man, when I have a smile on my face, uh, my hands hit harder. So, yeah, when I come in angry, I got to find a submission. I got you. I got you. So for the OGs out there, the first time I interviewed you, the first time you and I spoke, we talked about life outside the cage quite a bit. And you've, be, you've really sort of become more open to – with that lately on social media and stuff like that. Obviously we know that you work a lot inside the cage, but you work on yourself a lot outside the cage too. What's something that you've got going on outside of the cage that is, that you're super passionate about. That's really stoking the fires in the off hours. Ah, man. Uh, helping, uh, uh teammates. I mean, okay. I think that's equally exciting me as much as my bite is, uh, getting back to team elevation and helping these, uh, these regional guys, uh, and just prepare for their fights and, uh, you know, their improvement. And other than that, man, it's just, uh, uh, you know, just improving my, my life, uh, here at home, which is, uh, trying to be the best, uh, fiance, uh, eventually husband, dog owner, son, and, and all the above. So just, uh, doing my best to like improve my mindset and my abilities, uh, as a, as a human, as a, a man. I got you. I got you. So let's talk about that dog dad thing for a second here. You post you post pictures of that glorious puppy yours all the time. What is your dog's name? His name is Tico, and Tico. he's a long haired husky. He's the most majestic looking thing ever. <laughs> Very majestic, man. Majestic, Very. perfect word. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So <laughs> I thought for a while I was like, you know what? He doesn't wear a shirt all the time because he's jacked. But then I realized. You probably don't wear a shirt because there's probably dog hair all over everything. Does he shed like crazy? Yeah, actually, surprising enough, he doesn't like shed like crazy. He sheds like a typical dog, which is unusual considering how much hair he has. Right, right. Uh, because it's white, I mean, anything black in this house is just covered in hair. But uh, yeah, luckily my fiance is a clean freak, so I don't see much of it. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of your pup. Okay, so you're fighting Brad Riddell. He is a uh, Aussie fighter. We have a 
podcast in crime, if you will, a syndicate podcast of ours called the Run It Back podcast. And these guys are an Aussie-based uh, MMA podcast, and they just ride with all Aussie, New Zealander, uh, that whole Pacific Rim. They're with all those guys all the time, right? That's their whole thing. It's them against the world. And you know how we feel, right? Obviously, we've been championing for you to call yourself Captain America. You haven't really taken it yet, but we want you to eventually here. He will. So, he will. He will. Yeah. He will. Um, <laughs> you're going to. You don't know it yet, but you're going to. Um, but here's the thing is they have challenged us. They've, they've put a wager on us that they think that Brad Riddell is going to beat you. And obviously, we're on your side, of course, right? But one of the things that they wanted us to do on their show, they use a lie detector on their guests. So oh, they, wow. were, they were kind enough to send me their program, their proprietary software for a lie detector. Uh, and I just want to know whether or not you'd be willing to engage in this. Let's do it. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Let's start off with an easy one. Is your name Drew Dober? No. No. Shit, shit. <laughs> that is correct. That is correct. Damn, I tried to really throw him off with that one. Okay, excellent, excellent. So we, we, we've we got this thing calibrated now. On Memorial Day, you drank two or less beers? No. No, isn't that's, that's true one. or no, isn't that's false? <laughs> <laughs> so, so we did have more than two beers on Memorial Day weekend. You want to answer it, dude. <laughs> you get, get in trouble away. with your nutritionist. That's, a, that's okay. We're going to take a speculative there. All right. Excellent. A perfect night for you next weekend would result in a first-round knockout. Absolutely. He's telling the truth. He's telling the truth. It's true. Last week on our episode, I said that I did not believe that dinosaurs were real. You also believe that dinosaurs are fake. True or false? <laughs> False. False. What? <laughs> He's in that's the majority, true. bro. That's that's Come true. On. He does he does believe dinosaurs. All right. <laughs> Trey, my partner in crime here, believes that romantic comedies are the best movies. You also believe that romantic comedies are the best movies. True. <laughs> that's false. That's false on all accounts. That's what? false. That what is, movies do you think I, I find the best? <laughs> I honestly, I mean, I, you know what? Now that I think about it, I think you probably are a romantic comedy guy. Damn it. Animosity and testosterone is my job. Outside of my job, it's sending candles and rom-coms. Same. Bath yeah, bombs? <laughs> same, Dale. Same. <laughs> Trey's big on bath bombs. All right. When given the opportunity between a great glass of wine and a cold beer... You prefer wine. True. Also true. The man is incredibly truthful. Trey, you want to go ahead and take over here? Following your uh, Islam Makachev fight, mm. you had stated that the commission came in and checked your hair for additional hair gel. <laughs> Will you be wearing more hair gel against Brad Riddell? True or false? Stronger hair gel. I don't know if it's gonna be more or less, but definitely stronger. That's a true. That's a, that's a true. That's a true. That's a true. Also correct. Listen, are you always this honest? Always. Come on, man. That was the layup. That was the layup. 
<laughs> you were supposed to get that one. All right. True or false? Well, no, that one's not fair. I'm not going to ask that one. All right. Now I know. I probably should. I probably should. I probably should. True or false? You did actually mail out our wedding invitations. Uh, one of them. Oh, thanks, bro. <laughs> oh, man. All right. True or false? With Paul Felder recently retiring, you were more upset at the fact that you were never going to get to fight him than you were never that you were never going to get to see him fight again. True. Also true. Also true. Oh, the chat has one here. You think that the world is flat? Ooh, that's a horrible false. That's a, you, you think that's, that's a, false? That's a strong false. Oh, okay. <laughs> Such conviction there. It is in fact. You believe that the world is round. Okay, excellent. All right, excellent. I'm going to pull it back to your team for a second. Mm. Do team it. Elevation, Montana De La Rosa is fighting this weekend against oh Ariana Lipsky. Mm. Does she get it done inside, or she gets it done inside the distance? Mm. Inside the distance? Inside yeah. the distance. False. Ooh. He tells the truth. Okay. Montana De La Rosa by decision is definitely the play to make. Mm-hmm. Definitely the play to make. I'm a big fan of this. I'm a big fan. Okay, we'll we'll wrap this one up with a uh, with a with a UFC relevant question. Charles Oliveira, new lightweight champ of the world. You're happy that he's a lightweight champ. False. Also true. Also true. So let let's talk about this. Let's let's transition away from the lie detector for a second. Charles Oliveira beats Michael Chandler. Give us your thoughts on that fight, man. I, I, I'm interested in, you know, obviously round one was it was Chandler City. Um, and then, you know, the tide really went out on him in, in round two. What were your thoughts watching that? Uh, as expected, you know, I think uh, guys coming up really? from uh, Bellator, just uh, the competition is just different in the UFC. Um and so Chandler did extremely well in his debut, but I still wasn't quite sold on the, the hype. And, uh, man, Charles Oliveira is a gangster. You know, I've been around for, for a while. And, I mean, so the fact that uh, Oliveira weathered the storm in the first and caught him in the second, um, it's pretty much what I expected. When you see that, when you see a fight like that shake out, right, they, they announce a fight like that. Obviously, you and, you and Justin are good friends. Um, did that kind of... I, I can't I can't imagine that went over particularly well in the locker room, those two getting tasked to fight one another. At least in our consensus opinion, it should have been somebody versus Gaethje. Like, it doesn't matter who else, but considering he was the last person to fight Khabib, it should have been Gaethje versus someone, don't you think? I mean, I think the UFC was trying to put uh, two guys together that have, has not been beaten by Khabib. And those yeah. are the only two guys left. Mm-hmm. And um, so, and, you know, Michael Chandler is uh, uh, up there in age, still new, fresh. And so I think they really wanted to take advantage of that money train of just like pushing him to a title shot against another guy who hasn't fought in Khabib. But uh, we all know that uh, Gaethje and Poirier are the two guys in the, the running via champion. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. So you, you said when we first brought you on that you've been getting – beat up day in and day out with, with the amount of, with the quality of competition, who's in the gym right now that like when it's sparring day or you're drilling, you're like trying not to make eye contact with them. Like just not today, man. Like just keep your ass over there. Quit staring at me. Who's that guy? 
Neil Magny. <laughs> he, he is exhausting. Just like, man, if I'm going to get beat up, I don't want him just like tying me up and just making my life, life a living hell. Like, I'd much rather take a, like, a clean shot from Gaethje than have Neil just grapple the hell out of me for X amount of minutes. Yeah. And is, is there someone that's like maybe on the regional circuit, LFA or whatever, that, you know, doesn't have the name right now, but will soon have the name that you could call and be like, this guy's going to be a killer in the next couple of years. Man, uh, we got a uh, uh, Tywin Claxton who's training, and he's he's fighting the same weekend Friday night, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, Justin Wetzel, who's fighting at LFA, yeah, looking incredible. Carrington Banks, uh, God, I mean, the list goes on. Muhammad Naimov, I mean, he uh, was on the top contender or the yeah, top contender, and he's he's back from uh, Tajikistan, really looking like a killer. There's so many guys that are t- team elevation. Uh, man, it, it's hard. Like the list goes on forever. If, you know, guys in the regional circuits, man, I get beat up from guys that are like still an amateur. So, uh, man, the, the talent team elevation, you just got to keep your eyes open and uh, just keep watching. Do you find that guys come at you hard in the gym? Like, is it one of those things where they're looking at you and thinking, let me just go ahead and try a little, try a little something here? Um, I don't believe so. I, I I fail often in the gym, and actually my goal is to fail in the gym. And so people aren't trying to take liberties or, or win sparring matches with me because I'm not looking to win. So yeah. it's, it, it'd be an easy uh, trophy for those guys because I'm, I'm trying new stuff. I'm trying to get better. The only way to do that is to fail. Yeah. Last time I, was, I, I got knocked out one time because I went a little hard uh, in a sparring session in Okinawa, Japan. And uh, went a little crazy on a on an older Japanese fellow, and uh, just thought I was really doing something, and I wasn't. And, I mean, uh, and next thing, older I know, Japanese fellows are the ones that will push you sleep. You go a little yeah. too hard. Yeah, and that ne- next <laughs> thing I know, Miyagi's just you don't know what they know. <laughs> I I don't know anything after that. I know I went too hard, and then I was in the locker room. So that was it, man. That was uh, and I lo- my lesson has been learned. I don't. I, I that's not my speed anymore. That's not my speed. So. You know, it's, it's funny. I feel like if you're going to like a gi jiu-jitsu thing, at least from a belt color, you can understand where someone's level is. Drew, I want to ask you this question. Brennan Schaub got his black belt about a week ago. Would you say that Brennan Schaub is black belt in jiu-jitsu? Uh, I don't know firsthand, but it, it depends on the kind of black belt. There's a competitive black belts, and then there's longevity black belts. Mm. So who knows? So do you get some guys that come in off the streets to team elevation? I know they're probably not coming to the pro, the pro program, but are you getting guys that kind of embellish uh, the type of fighter they are and kind of just get wrecked? Yeah, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, we kind of steer those guys away. Uh, there's a there's a gym right down the street uh, with a different <laughs> name that we kind of just send those guys to. But no, Crunch I mean, Fitness. We, we literally <laughs> had a guy come in last week saying that uh, you know he's a born fighter, he's gonna be world champion. He doesn't really like training and he doesn't know the gist of all the rules, but he knows how to throw hands, and so he wants to spar. And uh, man, yeah. he gets it all the time. And uh, I do like man, people are just gonna get hurt. I mean, whether it's him or a teammate or like, that's just no good. So we usually send those guys to other gyms. Got it. I like the guys that just, they either see red or they black out. Those are my favorites. Like, oh, <laughs> I can't get in a fight because then I just black out. And somebody's going to get hurt, bro. Like, those are <laughs> those are my favorite guys. Or I just see red when it's go time and then I can't do anything about it. I've, I've met plenty of those guys, man. I've, I've met plenty of those guys. Yeah, it sounds like a joke, but they, they do exist at every uh-huh. sports bar. 
For, absolutely. Absolutely. So I used to work. This isn't about me. You're here. You're the guest. I just want to tell you this quick story real quick. Uh, I worked in the prison system for years and there was this one guy that was on my unit. He was a biker guy. He's like, I'm a pagan biker. I've got like this, that and however many kills and all this other stuff. I was like, all right, cool, man. And um, he was one of those. Whenever I get angry, I just black out. People get hurt. Right. Uh, he picked a, a fight with our unit queen, the, the guy who was, you know, feminine, if you will. Um, they picked a fight or he picked the fight and this guy had a really long beard and this guy, the, the, the queen um, just grabbed him by the beard. And it was like a hockey fight without, without instead of the shirt, he's grabbed him by the beard and it was just beard uppercut beard uppercut. And was just like ripping this dude and just turned his face into ground beef. It was so weird, man. He didn't, he didn't see red. He didn't go black and people get hurt. He just literally oh, got his face beat in. He, yeah, he absolutely. Just you just saw black. Yeah, just, <laughs> it's so strange. It's so strange how that happened. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. The, the people that talk the most know the least, and so man, you got to see like those those guys that are like black belts in, in you know in a gi, and they wear regular clothes. They look like accountants and the scariest yeah. dudes ever. And like the list goes on about how many nerdy looking guys that I've been beat up by. Yeah. So switching speeds, and before we let you go, how's wedding planning going? done you're done um, yeah it's all it's all taken care of you know i was lucky enough to find uh <laughs> my beautiful opposite and the fact that i'm the butterfly and she's the worker bee so she's got everything planned all taken care of all i got to focus on winning this fight and then showing up it's the first time i've ever ref i've ever had a man refer to himself as a butterfly in front of me i'm going to be honest with you there that was uh <laughs> have you heard my walkout song and that's, that's, right? Yeah, that's right you're like, right you're absolutely right i don't know what i'm thinking um, <laughs> Where, where's the honeymoon at? What are we doing for honeymoon? I feel like Hawaii. I've asked you that before. Hawaii? Hawaii. We wanted to travel overseas, but with everything going on, uh, it was kind of like, yeah, we're going to have to see if there's masks and whatnot. So the safe bet was Hawaii. And so I can't wait. I've never been. Nice. That's Trey's, Trey. That's your stomping grounds. Give him some tips, dude. Where This is your chance to shine. You literally have been waiting for this moment to talk about Hawaii for a year and a half now. Talk yeah, about and you Hawaii. have that backdrop, so I'm expecting real <laughs> recommendations. Talk about Dude, it. I, I will DM them to you. I'm not going to let the world know because otherwise you're just going to be totally riddled. But I will say, greatest time ever. That's where I did my honeymoon. That's where my wife's from. Um, special place in my heart. Um, so you're going to have a blast, man. Stoked for you. I'm into it. I'm into it. The first couple episodes, not probably the first couple months we did the show, I used to call Trey the Flying Hawaiian mm -hmm. as our, our in our intro, and we got DMs from people in Hawaii, and they're like, "That dude is not from Hawaii. Stop calling him the Flying Hawaiian." So, yeah. I mean, it may and be they paradise, the but they're not friendly. That's for no, sure. Hawaiian scrap, man. You don't want to get in a fight with a Hawaiian, man. I just they right? scrap. Yeah, yeah I, I have a buddy back home that was oddly just like obsessed with like regional Hawaiian MMA. And so he had like all these like downloaded promotions and yeah, they know how to scrap. Like if all those fails, they like, they throw hands. And so man, I, I, it's, it's pretty intense in Hawaii. That's this dude. He literally talks about Island fights all the time. They're Anytime insane. we get somebody on, you're like, dude, this Kai Kamaka is six and oh, and Island fights. And last time we fought, <laughs> they, they, literally everything's gauged off of how they performed in Island fights. That's, that's this dude. Are you, are you guys secretly like childhood friends and you guys are playing the, the long game here? What's going Dude, on? Dude, I'm telling you, Hawaiians, Hawaiians will fight for your money. Those guys have no quitting them, which I love. Um, I have one last question for you, Drew, and this mm. obviously pertains to those that listen to our podcast from a mm. betting perspective. Big line that came out a couple days ago. 
Tom Woodley, Jake Paul. Oh, yes. Who you got? I mean, I, I got to go for Woodley. I mean, the, the MMA community is just wishing that the Tyrone of the old shows up and, and puts him to sleep, and I'm right there with him. <laughs> Do you, what did you make of the Ben Askren fight? Did you think that Askren just took a payday there? Did you think he legitimately got – I mean – no, it's a, that's exactly what I thought was going to happen. I mean, <laughs> like, it's, I mean, taking one of the worst boxers in MMA and put him in boxing. Yeah. Like, well, that doesn't stand for MMA at all. But yeah, like I, I wasn't surprised whatsoever. So, do you think Tyron gets it done? Like, legitimately? Do you, I mean, because he's he's at plus money right now, which means you're making money betting on him. So, are we are we taking Tyron Woodley at plus money? Should we? I mean, I'm not a betting man, uh, and I do hope like he has my heart. But um, yeah, I'd, I'd probably go with Woodley. Okay, I got you. All right, and then so that was Trey's parting shot. I'm going to give you an opportunity to do something we've never done before. We've never done this before. Um, you and Frank Camacho are friends, are you not? Am I? Yeah. Am I, okay. All right. So we had we had some scheduling snafus with Frank on this show, um, and maybe it was the time difference in Guam. I, I don't know what it was. But we had a couple no-call, no-shows trying to get him on the show. And that's fine. I, I understand that things happen, right? But I want to tell you something. This is a real stat. People that have no-showed our show are 0-7. Oh, man. So, Frank fights this weekend against Matt Frivola. I want to give you the opportunity, if, you, if with your blessing, we'll remove the curse from Frank Camacho. Or you should, uh, I mean, you still have, what, like 10 more days to get him on the show? So, for the law of the Frank Camacho, you got to haul ass and get him back uh, on your show. Is he, he's on your card? Yeah. Oh, shit, he is on your card. You're right. I, mean, I don't know why I thought that was this weekend. You're right. So, we got 10 days. I mean, uh, him and I are fighting for bonuses at this point. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, maybe, maybe all right. If, if not, if we can't get him, do you want to release him from the curse? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm a I'm a huge Frank Camacho fan. The guy is incredible. Okay. All right. So, uh, barring any any weird scheduling snafus, we're we're officially hereforth releasing Frank Camacho from the punchless curse. You heard it here first. Thanks to you, Drew. We will release him uh, from the from the punchless curse. And listen, it was it was completely involuntary. We weren't wishing ill on anybody. It just it was weird. It started happening, and then we were paying attention to it, and then it's just only gotten worse since then. So, I mean, and seven. Yeah. You guys are like great and everything, but that's probably the only reason I'm on the show, just to avoid this curse. I understand. <laughs> I understand. That makes perfect sense. That, that makes actually that does make that, a lot of sense. Let, 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 you know, I still had the lie detector turned on. That what that turned out to be true. That turned out to be true. Listen, Drew, your class act as always, man. We love you. The the seat is yours whenever you want it, man. Whenever you want to come on, all you gotta, you know, and I feel like every time I ask, you say yes. So it's one of those things where you say P. I mean, the Tuesday after the twelfth, let's do that. I'm I'm open to hang out with you guys whenever, wherever. And uh, Glendale, Arizona, that's open. So if you guys are bored that weekend, I'm hanging out. That that's more Trey speed. He's on that side of the country. The moment there's like in Atlanta, Florida, anything East Coast, and you can get on it, I'm there. I'm also advocating, and I've said this to you before. You you and the fiance. Wife, whatever. I, fiance is a weird word. It's kind of too French for me. I'm too American for that word. So you and your soon-to-be wife, Charleston, historic city, by and large, last five years has been rated the best city in the United States of America. 
you visit the world's your oyster here, man. I, I, I'll open every door for you. I possibly can. I love traveling, love hanging out with people. So that's what I'm doing after this fight. So Charleston, here I come. Yeah. And also we, we don't believe in masks here either. So you can come and just do whatever you want. So <laughs> no big deal. No big deal. So well, um, but deliver Brad Riddell, a knuckle sandwich. And then you come on the Tuesday afterward, we'll have some Vegemite sandwiches to pay homage to the dead body that you left in the octagon. Dude. Thank you. That was our plan. And I expect the, uh, the meat videos. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> For sure. We got you. All right, man. Best of luck. Best of skill to you. And uh, we'll, we'll talk to you soon, man. Take care. Appreciate Pleasure. you. See ya. Name a better person. Name it. I'll give you five seconds. Name a better person. He's better than me. I tell every time we talk to Drew, I go back to my wife and I'm like, there's a better guy out there for you <laughs> than me. <laughs> uh, I think his soon to be wife would disagree with that sentiment. But yeah, I, I, I completely get it. I completely get it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he's going to run train. So if Run It Back podcast is listening to this, dude, you guys, it doesn't matter if you're fading your boy. Just, just know he's going to put on a freaking show. Yeah, he's going to, he's literally going to kick the shit. He's going to kick the literal Aussie shit out of Brad Riddell. I I just, I have no, I have no qualm. There's no hesitation in my heart when I say that, that he's going to kick the shit out of Brad Riddell. No doubt. No No doubt. doubt. I have no, I have no doubt whatsoever. All right, man. Do you want to, you want to talk about some fights real quick? Let's kick the shit out of this card, dude. Dude, we did. First of all, you want to talk about, I know. Shit pumping a card. The last card. (laughs) Your boy did work. Dude, you have been shit pumping a lot of cards recently. Your visuals are great, by the way. Your <laughs> visuals are absolutely great. Uh, let's let's break this down. All right, uh, gosh, I need official. I need an official bout order. Uh, do you have one at the ready that I can that I can sneak? Um, absolutely not. Okay. No, that's no big deal. I got it right here. Boom. Okay, dude. Kicking off the main card, your boy Antonio Haroyo taking on Tom Breeze. Ahoyo at nine and four. Tom Breeze at 12 and three. Dude, what a great fight. Ahoyo plus 205. Tom Breeze minus 240. Over on rounds at two and a half. I, I, go ahead how you feel on this because you know I kind of like this plus money here. Mm. I, I love the plus money on this, dude. Um, mm. I, I, I've said this. How many times have I said this with Tom Breeze fights? The dude's a he's freaking a case. mental case. Yes, yeah, thank you. Case. He's a he's head, a head case. case. This is a guy that took how many years off because he didn't know if he wanted to come back in. He's mm-hmm. a guy that's literally freaked out, like back in the, the lobby, wondering if he actually wants to fight. Mm-hmm. He's a guy that if he comes out and he comes out fast and he works to his momentum, yeah, sure, Tom Breeze can get it done. He probably has the better wrestling. Antonio Ahoyo has a huge void when it comes to wrestling. Tom Breeze is going to have a little bit more range. Here's the thing, though. I think Antonio Ahoya, people are forgetting the power that he has in his fist. He's got this crazy hard leg kicks. And I think mm. if he comes out with a little bit faster of a cadence and Tom Breeze is half step behind, mentally he's going to start to fall. Game over, dude. Plus money on this. This line is way too wide to not go with the plus money. The other thing, too, is that you're looking at Ahoya who's lost two in a row, right? And the two that he's lost 
or against Andre Muniz and Duran Wynn. I don't think I don't see him losing three in a row. I know that's not like the most sound statistical logic in the world. He just doesn't strike me as a guy that's losing three in a row. And the Tom Breeze that came back beat KB Bueller, who we have seen is not a UFC level talent whatsoever. So you dropping KB Bueller with a jab means nothing to me if you're Tom Breeze. I'm going to continue to bet against Tom Breeze. Um, he was a big favorite against Bueller, so that didn't really count as like like this big play. I think we used him in a parlay piece, perhaps. Um, I, I'm not sold on Tom Breeze yet. I need to see him beat some people. And unfortunately, I think Antonio Ahoyo at the plus 205, right? I think him at plus 205, I, is he Brazilian? <laughs> what, what is he? I, have I think to be a Brazilian with right. a Hoyo name like that. Yeah, yeah right. for sure. This dude's like a. This guy looks like a Brazilian Carlos Condit. I'm taking him to get it done against Tom Breeze, man. I, I like this. His fighting style is not like Carlos, but I, I like him, man. I think he's going to get it done. Nine to four plus two hundred. Let's kick off the main card with some plus money in the pocket. What do you think? I, I like it. I like it. Yeah. Okay. Dusko Todorovic at ten and one, taking on Gregory Rodriguez. Rodriguez at nine and three. Like I said, Dusko is at 10 and 1. Look, man, my big concern with Dusko is, is what, what lost him his last fight. He carries his hands low, his yep. chin high. Yep. And like you heard Drew said, when you swing trying to take a person's head off every time, it exhausts you. And Dusko does exactly that. He tries to take your head off. But in the process, if you look at him, right? If you look at him anatomically, he is not built to fight 185 and 205ers. He's not mm. built like that. Traps are small. Neck is long. Jaw is narrow. He's not built to take the power of the big boys. He can dish it out because he's big as hell and strong. But anatomically speaking, he's not built for that. He's not built to take it. He's got to get the knockout or it's going to be a weird night for him. Are we taking the play on Gregory or we think Dusko is still going to get it done here? You know, the UFC loves this fight because someone's going night-night. And to your point, um, you said it the first time with Duskin Todorovic. He's like one of those old-school, like, 1920s boxer style. Very low. Very low hands. Dushko. I think it's Dushko, by the way. I think I've been saying Dushko. it Dushko. Dushko. Um, I don't think that Gregory is on the level of Soriano. Um, I Gregory is going to have the BJJ. But here's the thing. You know, me being a BJJ guy and love mm. my B- BJJ guys, as mm. we've seen as of r- lately, the wrestling starting to negate the BJJ. And mm. Dusko's going to have a little bit more of the wrestling. So I think that his wrestling is going to be just enough to negate the BJJ on the ground. I mm. think that their hands are going to be flying. I think Dusko, with the reach, the length, and the power he holds, I'm, I'm saying he gets this thing done. Well, how do you feel about Gregory? He's got the, got the, the nickname RoboCop. Do, do we putting, are we putting any weight whatsoever in Rodriguez having having a nickname, a cool nickname like RoboCop. Yeah, kind of it's too nerdy for me. Uh, too so nerdy. Wow. Can't okay. Bold bold take. All right. Bold take. All right. Yeah. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with Dushko by the way. Okay. I, I feel I yeah. feel like he's gonna get it done. All right. I Santiago Ponzanibio, Miguel Baeza, Baeza at 10 and 0. Santiago Ponzanibio at 27 and 4. Ponzanibio had his long awaited return spoiled yeah. by the leech, Li Jingliang. The leech, no, 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 no harm in losing to Li Jingliang after being gone for two plus years. He's not getting any favors in Carmel Thunder coming back at him. And, and Miguel Baeza here, I know you're high on Baeza as a prospect to watch for, but does the experience of Miguel Baeza pay dividends on Saturday night? I'm leaning that it might. 
Dude, Ponson Yebio, I remember you talking about him last year. Like, this was the guy. This he was, was the, the guy. guy. He was the pa- guy. Pons was the killer. He was the he was the guy to beat at welterweight and was destined for a title shot. And then he had the the blood infection and the mm-hmm. elbow injury and the knee injury following the Magni fight. He just went from sugar to shit health-wise. Mm-hmm. And Time is is a fickle, cruel mistress in the MMA world, man. Shit will pass you by quick. Two years a long time in a shark tank like 170 pounds. Yeah, and I think with Baeza, who's going to come in here, who's going to have heavy hands. Dude, the way Miguel fights, it's interesting. We talk about guys that explode forward and kind of come in flurries. He's a guy that explodes. He's like a car that goes 100 miles an hour but then hits a stop sign. Mm. 100 miles an hour that hits a stop sign. Mm. Comes in really quick, throws a flurry, and then stops. And thinks about his next shot then does it again i think that that is going to drain santiago who's a very big dude his cardio pretty significantly santiago mm. prior to him coming back to the ufc never really had a good takedown defense mm. i think miguel can actually get this thing to the ground with his explosion and moving forward and really kind of pause or pose a little bit of an issue mentally for santiago this is not going to be a stand-up affair back and forth there's going to be a lot of level changes i think Miguel's going to pose a lot of different angles, a lot of different threats. It's going to make Santiago think. Vulnerabilities will present themselves. Someone's going down. I'm going to lean with Miguel right now just because of how devastating, what a welcome crew that happened for Santiago against the Leech. I think Miguel gets this thing done, man. Is Baez, correct me if I'm wrong, is he a black belt in jiu-jitsu? Mm-hmm. Yes, he in is. Jiu-jitsu? He is a oh, black belt? Yes. Okay, okay. So maybe, maybe – Maybe Baeza by sub might be something we're interested in. I could, I could be down for that. Huh. Down for that. Okay, okay. I, I'm, I'm sort of leaning towards the. I, I like Ponzinibbio. I like him a lot. Um, and you know how I feel. I got my catchphrase. You know how I feel about guys with experience. Uh, but here's the thing, man. I need to see him win a fight. Mm-hmm. I need to see him win a fight first. Once I see that he's returned to form, I'll feel more confident in betting him. And when I can get it, it kind of like even money give or take even money. I'm going to go with Baeza, at least as of right now. I'm with you. I feel like I'm leaning towards Miguel. My only concern with Miguel, and maybe it's an act, maybe it isn't, I don't necessarily know that he believes that he's good. Mm. Like, he's one of those guys that goes out and performs well, and obviously he's, he's undefeated, but, like, he doesn't carry himself like an undefeated fighter. He doesn't carry himself like a guy that has yet to meet adversity inside the cage. That's the best. Maybe. Maybe, but he doesn't necessarily believe. I, I don't know that he believes that he's as good as he is. Well, so, it's it's kind of like what you said with Israel Adesanya, speaking of 263. Israel mm-hmm. Adesanya is the guy that goes to a, a restaurant and makes them address him as champ. 100%. 100%. Yeah, that's that's he went through all his friends' contacts on their phone and changed it to champ. 100%. Or put like the trophy emoji beside his name. 100%. <laughs> 100%. Yeah, I don't want him to get there, dude. I want Miguel to stay in his lane, do his work, get in and get out. I'm going to lean Miguel starting. I'm not sold on that play, but I like Miguel. I kind of like this fight to not go the distance either way. I think that there's a high likelihood, especially because we've seen uh, Ponzinibbio be finished by Jing uh, Liang. I, I really think that Baeza can get this done inside the distance. If not, and Ponzinibbio returns to form, he is a finishing machine, so I kind of like Ponzinibbio. I, I, long story short, I kind of like this fight to end inside the distance. I'm leaning by Aza as far as money line goes. I like it. Boom. All right, man. 
Roman Delize taking on Loriano Staropoli. Staropoli at nine and three, making that uh, middleweight debut, mm-hmm. taking on Roman Delize. We are high on Delize on this show. Yeah. Dude, Caucus Mountain Warrior. He's, well, he's ripped. He's he's ripped. He He's like you. He wears a sweater year-round. <laughs> and he's a Caucus Mountain Warrior. You can't tell me shit until I see him lose. I'm taking Roman Delize, man. I need to see him be – I need – and here's the thing, Loriano Stolopoli or Staropoli is like he's like a poor man. He's like a poor man's Tim Means. Mm. He's he he just he's creative. He's a little flashy. He's got he's he's good at everything. He's not great at anything. Just a, a smidge less durable than you want him to be, but can make a fight ugly. He's got all the skills to win fights. Just doesn't necessarily piece it together in streaks to get anywhere. And he's switching weight classes. He's going from 170 up to 185. I, I don't necessarily know that this is a favorable matchup for him moving up in weight. Maybe it will be. I don't know. But I like Roman Delize here. I think he's I think he's getting in a, in a favorable spot. Minus 150 is a great price, considering the fact that he's going to be fighting an undersized 185er, making his weight class debut um, in a small cage, too, no less. So all that fancy spinning shit that Staropoli likes to throw, that ain't going to work. In the, in the in the twenty four footer, bro. You're telling me Staropoli is is dirtier than the Dirty Bird? No, he's not dirtier than the Dirty Birds. He's just a poor man's Tim Means. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. He's he's Argentinian uh, Tim Means. That's all he is. Not even poor man's. He's Argentinian Tim Means. He sounds like a linguine or some type of pasta. Yeah, well, I mean, isn't isn't Argentina? Didn't people from Italy go and settle in Argentina? No, they're empanadas, bro. Those are, I believe, that's a that's a Hispanic <laughs> dessert. Um, <laughs> well, Roman Roman's gonna get this thing done. BJ Day, dude, he's a fault. The only thing that I get worried about is he's a guy that will freaking die for the sub. But he is such a freaking workhorse and so ripped. He'll muscle his way to the cage and just those Georgian. What do you call him, Georgina? Georgian. 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 Let's go, Georgian. Georgian, those Georgian fighters, dude, they will fight for your money. He will go through the adversity. He will go through those punches. He will grab a limb and rip it off you. Now, Staropoli, on the other hand, he's going to be one of those volume strikers, which always freak me out because they can make the fights the most boring fights. They can elongate the fights. They can punch. They can pepper. They can move around the cage. But I think someone that is literally just going fucking gear six, right to the end of the cage, muscle this thing up and make it dirty and just rip off a limb. I'm going sub. I'm going Dola Days, dude. I'm calling him Dola Days. That's how I say it. I love it. Let's let's go into the let's deep dive into the conspiracy well real quick. Um, do you think Hitler escaped Germany and made it to Argentina? No, no. You don't think? No, I know you're referring to the whole Tim Kennedy hunt for Hitler thing. But- I don't. I don't care about Tim Kennedy in that regard at all. I, I just know that Germany had a ton of military presence in Argentina and there is a large contingency of people Tim Kennedy aside that believe that Hitler perhaps escaped um he didn't escape but his his left and right and freaking back men they all fled there for sure so why wouldn't he have made it well because he took a pill and died in the freaking tunnel I thought he I thought the theory was that he blew himself up with a grenade no I thought he took like a, a pill with some this is Lieutenant Chicks and just committed suicide. Uh, Producer Jake, our resident World War II historian, can you pop in here and let us know what happened? <laughs> How is can this you, relevant? Can you, can you Google it? Can you Google that? 
while we're while we're talking. All right. Wait. So you don't believe that Hitler escaped Germany and made Hello? it to Argentina? What's yeah. up? I'm pretty sure like he took a cyanide pill and him and his wife yeah. blew their brains out. Uh, yeah. Definitely not his wife, but no, they you, go, I don't fucking care. You, all right, well, well <laughs> producer Jake, so you, professional. <laughs> can, you, can you look it up for us, please? Yeah, I'll look it up. Thanks, man. I appreciate okay. you. Right, he's wearing thanks, a Miller Lite cutoff shirt. Yeah, he's wearing a Miller Lite <laughs> cutoff like... shirt. Comes in, says he doesn't care at all, and then he rolls out. All right, perfect. So let's let's move on. <laughs> Were we at the co-main event? The wheels just came off there. I'm sorry. <laughs> is this still the main event? Is Walt Harris versus Marcin Tibera still the co-main event? It is. Yeah, dude. The big ticket at 13 and nine taking on Marcin Tibera at 21 and six. Here's the thing: when Walt Harris signed to the UFC. Mm-hmm. I liked Walt Harris a lot, and I mm-hmm. thought he was a huge prospect get from a heavyweight perspective for them. And his skill set is very well-rounded. But they do him no favors matchup-wise, no favors. And now you're going to throw him against Marcin Tybura, who is a grizzled, weathered veteran who has never looked better. Mm. Minus 165, taking on Walt Harris, plus 145. Marcin Tybura is my lock of the night. Oh my God. Marcin Tybura is my lock what? of the night, Trey. Oh he is going to destroy Walt Harris. How how can you say that? Easily. I just did. He's going to destroy Walt Harris. If it goes to the ground, he's superior. If it stays standing, he's superior. If it comes to no bullshit. If it's grit, he's got more of it. If it's heart, he's got it in spades. He's not afraid to bleed. He's not afraid to walk forward. He is kill or be killed where Walt Harris will fold if you hurt him. He is not built for the grit. He's not built for the dogfight. Marcin Tibera is. He gets it done, dude. He gets it done. Uh, Walk of the night. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna debate you here, sir. Good, I can't wait. Dude, is this our, are we going people's main event? What do you, what are you basing this on? Okay, the big ticket, his big story. Hold on, got the story when you want me to come after out. this breakdown. After this breakdown, don't lose the momentum. Go. Okay, dude, the big ticket. Look at his resume. First off, he's bought thirteen and nine. He's fought the killers of killers. Let's just go back to the Volkov fight, or we can go back to that Alistair Overeem fight. Perfect. He was destroying Alistair Overeem, but then had the freaking adrenaline dump of all adrenaline dumps. Mm. Cardio gassed himself out, and then Alistair, Alistair Overeem has great ground and pound, which he's freaking known for, ended up putting him out. Volkov, you can't say anything about Volkov. He is one of the most unorthodox, tough fighters to fight in that division. He is like the wonder boy of that division, and the fact that he's got such good range, he keeps you from distance. How do you close that, especially someone who is a bullish striker like Walt Harris? When you look at freaking like Marcin, sure, he's good on the ground, but he's a bitch, dude. He pokes from the outside and runs around. So if you're going to play this fight, you're going to play it one of two ways. Either Walt Harris is going to get it done in the first round, round and a half, or it's going to be Marcin Tabura by decision. He is not going to put Walt Harris out. Walt Harris, the one thing he went back to his camp and learned was patience and timing and more crisp strike striking and not saying, I got to get it done in a round and a half. He's going to be way more composed. He's fought the better competition. He's learned from his mistakes. And to be honest, dude, with everything with his story and his daughter, you want to talk about carrying that into the cage? I think while that's probably still weighing on him as it will the rest of his life, it won't be to the extent and the heaviness that it was in his past two fights. So 
It's going to be a different Walt Harris plus 145. I'm taking that all day long. Sound the goddamn alarm, dude, because it is people's main event. I, I just I whole I just disagree. I, I really disagree, man. I the Volkov, uh, let's address the Volkov thing. Volkov is the dark horse in the heavyweight division right now. Yeah. Volkov is my pick, is a sleeper. He is the dark horse of the heavyweight division. He is the fight that nobody wants. And I think he matches up well against absolutely everyone. He was shit pumping Derek Lewis up until the last 10 minutes of that fight where he got caught. So I take no I take no umbrance with the fact that he lost to Derek Lewis because he won that fight from pillar to post, except for the last 10 seconds of it. Uh, but you look at a guy like Walt Harris, Alexander Volkov kicked him in the, in the freaking chest and just crumpled him. right? Ground and pound loss to Alistair Overeem. First fight after the loss of his daughter. That fight was going to go that way regardless, man. Overeem, come on, man. That, that, that We're talking about Reem against a, a guy with nearly 70 professional mixed martial arts fights taking on a guy like Walt Harris who was just cracking 20. It wasn't yeah, he did that it, fight exactly how he needed to. When you fight Overeem, what do you have to do? You have He's a slow starter, Overeem. You have right? to get And he started quickly, and he couldn't carry forward, and he got beat, man. He got beat. Wins over Alexia Lennox, Sergey Spivak. Daniel Spitz, great, but a loss to Mark Godbeer and Fabricio Verdum. He is losing to elite level competition. But you know what? Ha- you know what the 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 factor is in all of these things. You know what the the overarching integer is in every one of these equations is experience. He loses to everyone that has more experience than him. Mm. And Tybura has got experience in spades over him. So I'm taking Tybura. I'm taking him. I'm taking him. We've already sounded the people's main event. Jake, come back in here and tell us how Hitler died. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. All right. First of all, I wasn't saying I didn't care. I was just saying I wasn't going to argue okay, about <laughs> whether he was married or not. That's but right, the day before, he did marry his longtime mistress, Eva Braun. Okay. And then on April 30th, 1945, in a bunker, he commits suicide by swallowing a pill, a cyanide capsule, Thank and you. shooting himself in the head afterwards. Yeah. Where'd the grenade come into play? Because I thought they could only find like pieces of his jaw. No, uh, they, they burned his body, I think. Maybe afterwards. that's what it was. Okay. And I got you. Well, so. I got you. Still have it? no idea how this relates to anything we were talking about. But. Argentina, Loriana Staropolis. I, I was wondering where this all came from. See, you, took yeah. it, you took it morbid. I was talking about. Some food, you know. Yeah, we yeah we went linguine, which was Italian, yeah. and then you went empanada, which I believe is is can we say Mexican? Mexican. So, mm, fair something like that. All right, Jake, uh, I appreciate yeah. you as always, man. <laughs> <laughs> I really thought a grenade came into play. I don't know where that came from. Golly, sure. I can brush up on the World War Two. It doesn't matter because I think I think that he's I think that he made it to Argentina and died a very old man. All right, Yarazino Rosenstrike at eleven and two, taking on Augusto Sakai. This is about a main event that I could care less about. Trey, if I'm being completely honest, <laughs> I don't want to bury the lead here, but I don't care about this main event at all. Rosenstrike minus one thirty, taking on Sakai at plus one ten. Are we still buying into Rosenstrike being really good? What? How do we feel about this guy? Bro, he's a world class kickboxer. How can you not? What is it? Because he's the world champ of Suriname. That makes him. I mean, that's what we're supposed to care about. Yeah, but are you going to say Augusto Sakai is very good, dude? I'm not. I, I don't. I honestly, to 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 be a hundred percent fair, 
I forgot this was even in a main event. Like I knew that this fight got announced because I, I saw the, the fight announcement because uh, Instagram handle MMA heads uh, at MMA heads sends us every time there's a new fight announcement to make sure that the boys are up to up to date as possible on the fight. So I appreciate you at MMA heads. So thank you for that. I knew this fight was happening. Yeah. But I didn't read the caption that he put on it that said this was going to be a main event. So when we started doing show prep last week, I was like, what the hell? This is a main event? Bro, you, you know what Augusto Sakai's body looks like to me? I mean, you better say something. Shame, you bet you are a body shamer, so just go ahead and shame him. Dude, he reminds me of Grimace. Do you remember Grimace? Yes. Yes, I do remember Grimace. Yes. Yeah, he reminds me of Grimace or or maybe Patrick from SpongeBob, one of those two. Go with Grimace. That's better. Okay. Yeah. Grimace. Go with Grimace. That's better. Because okay. Patrick's just a star. He's got six shorts. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Go ahead. Anyway. Okay. So Rosenstruck obviously is going to get this thing done. It's not even a question, dude. Um, going to be utilizing a lot of kickboxing, a lot of leg kicks, heavier power in the hands. Sky's a big dude. Obviously, he's going to throw the more volume, but he kind of does it in a weird way. It's not volume and move around the cage, it's volume in and out. And I think when you go in and out like that, you're going to be met with resistance. And Rosenstruck either is going to get that with his leg kicks, which is going to negate the reach advantage that Sakai is going to have, or mm. he's just going to cross right you and just put you to death. I don't think Sakai is going to get this thing done. His best opportunity is to make this a slow, boring fight over the one and a half. But I think Rosenstruck gets, a thing, gets it done. I do see it going over one and a half, though. I think that Rosenstruck is going to be hesitant ever since the Ngano fight. I think Sakai is going to just try and feel the fight out a little bit. Um, and both these guys, they're not going to do anything on the ground. They both have conflicting styles as it stands. I think they're going to feel each other out for the first round. It's going to be super boring. This main event sucks. <laughs> this main event sucks. I think actually it'll be an entertaining fight for as long as it lasts. Um, I don't believe this will be a five-round uh, main event. I mean, I know it's scheduled to be. I don't think we'll see the completion of five full rounds. Uh, but I think it'll be decent. Cards like this are sneaky, right? Because it's one of those ones where it's either going to go till 2 o'clock in the morning and you're going to wonder why you stayed up so late watching it. Or it's going to be over and they're going to have to like replay fights or they're going to have to show a bunch of filler shit for 263 because there's going to be a ton of finishes. And you're like, oh, that's kind of a sneaky good card, man. I don't really know how I feel about this one. It it's It's only going to be one or the other. It's either going to be sneaky good or it's going to suck real bad. You're never just going to watch and go, that was a quality night of fights. It's not going to be that. It's either going to be a really good card or it's going to suck big time. Mm. That's It's only going to be opposite ends of the spectrum on that one. So uh, I'll be here for the whole entire thing. You know, we'll be on social media. We'll be we'll be doing our thing on Saturday night. We are we've eclipsed the hour mark. Um, so we're going to run through the prelims and uh, just a quick one or two. Why you think and how you think. Yeah. And then. Bets and beers on Friday night. Yeah. We will break down the prelims at length, as well as address any weight cut issues, any new fight announcements, anything like that, any episode feedback, all that stuff will be on bets and beers on Friday night. Uh, the only reason why we're not doing the full card on the episode, how we normally do is because we had Drew on and we don't want to do a two hour episode just because we had a guest on. So mm. we're going to go through who do you think and how, for the prelims, and then we'll go full detail breakdowns, beers, bets, barbecue, all that shit on Friday night on our Instagram, Instagram Live. Yeah? I like it. All right. Perfect. Let, let's run through this real quick. All right. Jordan Levitt taking on Claudio Pules. 
Levitt at eight and zero. Claudio Pulis at nine and two. How do you feel? Claudio's twenty five, dude. Hasn't fought since twenty nineteen. BJJ brown belt fights from the outside. Jordan Levitt, not great striking, decent grappler. Both are going to hesitate, you know, on the feet. I think both are going to kind of die for the ground. Um, someone's going to get clipped in the striking. I like more so under two and a half in this fight, but I'm going to go with Jordan Levitt. Jordan Levitt nearly killed Matt Wyman. So I'm going to go with Jordan Levitt because he almost caught a body last time he was in a cage. Sean Woodson at 7-1 taking on Yusuf Zalal. <laughs> it's weird to see Yusuf at plus money. Mostly because he started out great and then he's really kind of sucked as of late. <laughs> if I'm being honest, I mean, it is a fair critique of his performances. They've not been good. Yeah, and I think this is a bad matchup for him. Uh, Woodson's got great boxing. He's got a lot of high volume. He's got a long reach, outside jab. Um, dude, I don't know. Maybe it's uh, you know, there's a couple things, man. I'm changing my whole thing. I, I like BJJ guys. Now I like wrestlers. I like just unorthodox strikers. Now I really like boxers. I think the boxing gets done. I think Yusuf Zalil is going to have better uh, variety coming from him. He's going to mix in the takedowns, which I think is going to be the answer to him getting it done, but I don't, I think the boxing is going to outweigh it. I'm going Woodson. Interesting. Sean Woodson, another guy, anatomically speaking, not built to take power. Um, weird body, long neck, giant freaking head, right. custom, custom fitted hat size, large head. And this is coming from a guy with a big head. Like I've got that old man syndrome where the only thing that continues to grow on me are my ears, my nose and my head in general. My head is massive. So you got that tiny, like normal size, I'm not old yet head. Right. By the time I'm 80, I'm going to look like that guy from Up. I will like, be all head and a little body. Or like Shrek. Yeah, for sure. No, Shrek had a little head considering the size of his body. Did he not? Well, his ears and his nose were massive. So now what you were saying, all those parts are growing. But so I, if I'm not mistaken, your ears and your nose are the only parts of your body that grow your entire life. Producer Jake, look that up. Well, that's weird because my dick does too. That's not true at all. Um, <laughs> so not true. So not true. Damn it. That's so not true. Um, we, we can confirm that that's a false. All right. <laughs> Marina Morose. Don't take bring it up on. the lie detector. That is false. That is false. All right. Marina Moroz at 10 and 3, taking on Man and Farat at 6 and 1. Farat nearly caught caught a body her last time out, dude. Again, this is a sneaky card, man. It's a sneaky card. Um dude, I don't know, man. How are you how are you leaning here? She Farad almost killed Victoria Leonardo. She really did. I know, dude. Farat, I love her because I love bully type strikers. And that's what exactly she is. I don't think there's much technique to it. I think yeah. it's wild. It's crazy. It's freaking deadly. She has good cardio too, though. She's a girl that can literally try and swoop, try and get a double, bring it down. If she fails, she gets back up, which normally drains a lot of fighters. She's up <sighs> oh, and down. She's in your face. She's up against the cage. She can move around. Morose is going to do that. She's going to pepper you and move around the outside, but she's going to have someone that's going to have the cardio to meet her step for step. Mm. I like fraud all day. She's also She also goes by the beast too, which, oh, boy. Sick. Thoughts and prayers to Marina Morose. I like that not inside gonna, the distance, dude, on that one too. Not going to be able to make any OnlyFans content for a while there, Marina. Mm-mm, no, no. Let's see here. Nose can continue growing, but ears do not after a certain point. 
they just sag, which makes them seem like they do. All right, then. So the nose continues to grow. Excellent. Perfect. Gosh, thoughts and prayers to Ariel Helwani with that giant fucking schnoz on his face. Imagine what he's going to look like when he's 80. He'll be able to smell everything, dude. The fear of fighters coming on his show. I don't understand why he can't smell how bad he sucks as a journalist then. Um. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. All right, Alon Patrick at fifteen and three, taking on Mason Jones at ten and one. I like me some Mason Jones. I'm tell you why I like Mason Jones. I don't love this price. I don't love him at minus three hundred. Alon Patrick is better than these odds would indicate. But I like Mason Jones because my man is not afraid to bleed. He is like when we talk about people that will fight for your money. I'd love him in an underdog spot. I don't necessarily love him at a minus 300 because he's going to be there in the exchanges. He's going to be there. He's going to get hit. Mason Jones does not exit this fight unscathed. Very risky fight against Alon Patrick. Sneaky good plus money option on Patrick, maybe by submission. But I like Mason Jones, maybe looking at him in a parlay piece. Not going to hear any complaints about somebody that takes Patrick at plus 240. Yeah, especially this line is ridiculously wide. It should it's not too be wide. It's, it's too wide. Too wide. Um, Patrick, he fights how I imagine I would fight, um, where the striking is atrocious and okay. he just kind of runs like as if his pants are on fire. Okay. But the reason he does that is he wants to close the distance and he wants to get you to the ground, utilize his jujitsu. Mm-hmm. The thing is, though, he doesn't have really good wrestling. We saw that in the Bobby Green fight. Mm-hmm. I think that Mason Jones, to your point, has got good boxing. He is willing to fight for your money. He's going to be faster on the feet. And I think he's going to be smarter. Um, I think he's going to know what the bull rush is going to be in Patrick. Uh, I like Mason Jones. I don't like that price tag. Dogger pass. Yes. Dogger pass. All right. Cool. All right. Tanner Bozer. Oh no, I'm sorry. I'm skipping ahead. Francisco Trinaldo taking on Muslim Salikov. I love me some Kung Fu Panda, man. I don't love this price though. I, I don't man. I, this whole card has mm-hmm. fighters that I actually enjoy. I just don't like the odds I'm getting them at. Uh, Francisco Trinaldo is a gamer, despite mm-hmm. being 117 years old. <laughs> Plus 210, Muslim Salikov is a slow starter, super tricky, world champion kung fu fighter. That's not a joke. I mean, the guy is a beast. He's also a Caucasus Mountain Warrior. So a Caucasus Mountain Warrior that knows kung fu. Watch out now, um, but Muslim Salikov, minus 250, a little too rich for my blood, but I also don't like Francisco Trinaldo here. Uh, dog or pass, if you're asking me who I think wins money line, I'm just going Salikov. Well, I think what's interesting is Trinaldo's usually big for his division. You know, he's fighting at 155. This fight's at 170, though. Mm. So Trinaldo's not going to be bigger. Muslim's mm-hmm. are probably going to be the same, if, if not a little bit bigger. So coming in the smaller guy – I just think that someone in Muslim who usually stalks their opponents and makes it a little bit slower. Mm-hmm. Francisco's going to have to close the distance and exercise some type of wrestling. Yes, he's durable, but dude, at 42 and going up 15 pounds, I don't like that at all for Ternaldo. Um, I don't like Apex old vets in the cage. Um, I think Muslim's the right play. Sounds good. I just hope. I just wonder whether or not he'll have enough room to operate the way he needs to in the smaller cage. All right, Tanner Boser taking on Alir Latifi. Alir Latifi at fourteen and eight. Tanner Boser at nineteen seven and one. Everybody's real big on Tanner Boser. Uh, caught that L to Andre Arlovsky, which we called. But yeah, man, I, I think I don't know, man. I'd like to see Alir Latifi get a win here. I just don't see it happening for him, man. I think Tanner Boser he's too light on his feet. Boxing's too crisp. 
As long as he avoids the big shot, he gets it done. To address the chat, Sean says, where the old vets go to die. I agree. Uh, old vets are sacrificed up Temple Mount style to the MMA gods at the apex. So, yeah, that's all I needed. To, thank you for saying what we all knew in our heart to be true, but couldn't find the words. You're absolutely right, Sean. I, th I think Muslims the play there for sure. All right. Anyway, the fight that we're talking about, I'm going Bozer, just money line. Bo Bozer moves good for a heavyweight. I think that's what people like. He's got good outside leg kick and kind of can has quote unquote a little bit better cardio, I guess. He's a good cardio. He's, he's small for a heavyweight. Yeah, but uh, I hear Latifi's the smallest dude of all for a heavyweight. The guy's a former 205er. He's a little cannonball, dude. Um, I. I just think that Ayer Latifi had a bad shake against Derek Lewis. I think that he won that fight. Um, Hot take. I do. Um, but then again, that's how I think that judges judging is going to be scored now. I think you cannot lay up against the cage and think that octagon control is a really vital component of the scoring anymore. Mm -hmm. It's not. It's damage. It's output. And it's actually more fanfare the way that the judges are starting to score these things. So I think Bozer with those heavy leg kicks could be the play here. Um, but I think Ayala Latifi is going to fight a little bit more with urgency. And if he does that, I do think he's a little bit more well-rounded, especially if it goes to wrestling than Tanner Bozer is. So where are you going here? I'm going to go – I'm going to take the plus money on this one. Oh, going interesting. Latifi. Uh, so we don't agree on either heavyweight fight tonight. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Well, those are those those in women's fights are coin flips. So those are that's bad. right. All right, dude. Speaking of coin flips, bruh, bruh. It's not Flipping. a coin flip, dude. We just had we just had a team elevation person on. How dare you say that? Okay, Montana De La Rosa taking on Ariana Lipsky plus two thirty five. Bro, come on, man. <laughs> okay, come okay, on, never mind. bro. Montana De La Rosa minus two seventy five. Oh. Lipsky plus two thirty five. Over and around is two and a half. Not only is this a coin flip, it's a coin flip where the coin is a dime, Trey. No, and I'm and taking Ariana Lipsky, bro. No, and she's a jujitsu chick. Oh. Lipsky, bro. And my last name's Lippin. Come on, man. The power of the lips, bro. Sammy oh, Sosa. Geez. Sammy Sosa. Lipsky, oh. lock it in. I know, I know. I love my jiu-jitsu girls. Uh, she's just, dude, Montana knows what she has to do. In a small cage, wrestling, oh, Montana man. has, she's done a full camp at Team Elevation as Don't to care. her transition. Don't care. Lipsky is, she she will accept the takedown. She's the queen of violence, bro. Oh, man, she's the dude. queen of violence. Apparently, uh, not that this freaking helps, but Lipsky brought in Mara Barella to help her with her wrestling, but I don't really know how that helps. She's just a big body. Mara Barella's wide. I'm still going to go with Montana De La Rosa. I cannot fade Team Elevation nor I Team Alpha Male. I will bet every women's underdog, Trey. I'm betting <laughs> them all. I'm betting it's them all. It's, you can, it's science. It's, it's science. It's science. Ariana Lipsky plus 235. Lock it in. Yeah, it's probably a lock. Bro. Ariana Lipsky. Lock it in. Makwan Amir Khani taking on Kamala Kirk. Kirk at 11 and 4. Makwan Amir Khani, who's sneaky one of your favorite fighters. I don't know why you love him so much, but you really do love you some Makwan Amir Khani. Minus 240 taking on Kamala Kirk. Plus 205. We don't have anything on the rounds yet. Uh, obviously, Kirk is a last minute replacement here. Filling in for Nate Landwehr. We really like Nate Landwehr in the spot, so we're bummed to not be able to bet that plus money. 
So here we got we got uh, Mach one Amir Connie minus two forty Kamala Kirk at plus two hundred five dogger pass here, but I feel Mach one should get it done. He needs to get it done. He cannot lose this fight, man. The, 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 he is dead in the water if he loses this fight. No, this is a you could say it's a stay busy fight, man. He just wants that extra little payday. He wants that show plus win. This is a scary fight, though. If you watch Kamala Kirk when he fought, um, he fought Billy Q Queen Teal in his Dana White Contender Series fight. And while Billy Q came out of that, I think we've all can agree that Billy Q is a legit fighter. Um, I think that he was able to get Billy Q down though, but you know, we've seen that we've seen Billy Q in his previous days work through adversity, whether that's the spark spike Carlisle fights and stuff like that, dude, Kirk's a gamer here. I think that, you know, he could get Maquan down. Um, Maquan doesn't have the greatest takedown defense. He is going to have obviously the better resume, the better striking. He has deadly submissions, but I think in the apex cage, it's hard to, you know, scoot out of there and get a sub. You can get pinned up against the cage and make it a boring fight. This is not a slouch fight. This is good plus money. I'm going with Maquan though, because I think that while he realizes it's a late replacement and this is a massive, massive opportunity for him to lose a lot of respect, he's going to come in focused. They've talked about him in his outside life, actually staying away from partying, uh, being really focused on, you know, making moves in the rankings. I think while he needs this, maybe from a cash perspective, he also wants to make a statement with someone like this. So you're fading a Hawaiian. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I like I like I like Mach One. I just like the name. Mach One, yeah, that's a good one. All right, ready? We'll run through him. Levitt versus Pulis. Levitt. I'm on Levitt as well. Woodson versus Zalal. I'm gonna go Woodson, that boxing man. I like Woodson, but I don't love it. Uh Ferrat versus Moroz. Ferrat by murder. Ferrat as well. Mason Jones, Alon Patrick. Mason Jones. I like Mason Jones, but I don't love the line. Uh, Muslim Salikov, Francisco Trinaldo. Uh, the bigger man, Muslim's got to get it done. Yeah, Muslim. All right. Tanner Bosa versus Alir Latifi. Ooh, little cannonball. Alir Latifi, we doing that? You, you, no, there ain't a we here, bro, unless you got a mouse in your pocket. <laughs> so you're going Bozer. I'm going to uh, Latifi. All right, cool, because every time you bet on a Canadian, they lose. Uh, Montana De La Rosa versus Ariana Lipsky. I'm going to go Montana De La Rosa. Dude, give me that Lipsky plus money, man. Kirk versus Amir Khani. Amir Khani. Amir Khani, your pass. Um, Or no, just Amir Khani. All right. Ahoyo versus Tom Breeze. Ahoyo. Take the plus money. Ahoyo as well, although I did not love his last fight. Uh, Cardio was really a problem, and we went huge on him against Deron Wayne, or I did anyway, so that was not fun. Rodriguez versus Todorovic. Uh, I'm going to go – man, this is a pass fight for me. I think I'm going to go Rodriguez, though, because I cannot stand Dusko. Inside the distance, would not be surprised to see Rodriguez get the W. Todorovic not built anatomically a weird Ninja Turtle kind of shape. Um I'll go Dushko, but I don't love that play. Baeza versus Ponzinibbio. Baeza. I'll go Baeza as well. Roman Delize versus Loriano Staropoli. The ripped Roman. That's right, Roman, the Cogs Mount Warrior. Mm-hmm. Walt Harris versus Marcin Tibera, the people's main event. The big ticket. I'm going Marcin Tibera. Yurinjo Rosenstrike versus Augusto Sakai. Rosenstruck. I'll go Rosenstrike as well. All right, man. Appreciate you, uh, you know. Just coming in and bringing the thunder like you always do, man. You're just you're just a cannonball of energy, bro. Use the cannonball. I hear Latifi. I got a little ode to the Latifi. I like it, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, any parting shots you want to leave the people with, bro? 
Uh, yeah, uh, I know I said it earlier, but Brennan Schaub did not deserve his black belt. Mm, uh, boy, that's a bold. That's, you're coming at him today, bro. You're coming at the coming at him, man. What's up with that? Oh, no, it's the same thing like with Demi Lovato getting her blue belt, dude. I just don't agree with it. Same thing with freaking um, Israel Adesanya on 263 getting his purple belt. Now, here's the thing, though, is when Demi Lovato, if she were to enter a competition, would she compete in the men's or the women's division? Oh, <laughs> well, she wouldn't either. Trip, trick question. That's what I'm saying. So where does she compete? In the they division. In the day division. So so by default, is Demi Lovato one of the best jiu-jitsu practitioners in the world because she has no competition? She's by like an incumbent. Maybe she earned it. Maybe. Maybe. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I like this. I like this a lot. Um, okay. Oh. Oh. Producer Jake with, dude, put it in the chat so I can throw it up on the, throw it up on the screen. Producer Jake hit the private chat with a dark joke. <laughs> oh, dude, I just read it. Just, like, we're not going to say it out loud, but we just this is one of the beauties of being here for the live stream. Oh, mm, so mm, 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 it's a good one. Got a little... <laughs> that's a good one, Jake. Oh, man, producer Jake. Um, I will say she was more fun when she was on it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Anyway. <laughs> oh, man, this is taking a turn from which we have not yet to recover. All right. Let's go ahead and put a bow on this bad boy. Uh, let's see here, Trey. I wanted to give a shout out real quick to our top performing countries of the last episode. Let's see here. Boom, boom, boom. We got the United States, Canada, Australia, the UK, New Zealand, Sweden, Germany, Spain, Norway and the Netherlands. We appreciate you guys tuning into the show each and every week. It means a lot. Uh, if you haven't already done so, please consider leaving a review on iTunes. It helps our show out the most. We do the live stream thing on YouTube mostly because we're going to record ourselves talking anyway. So we figure if you want to watch, you might as well be able to do it. We really love and appreciate and have built ourselves on the audio format of the show. If you're an audio listener and you wanted to see what we look like or just tune in every once in a while, Tuesday nights, 1030, uh, Eastern time on YouTube. We're here. Show up if you want to. Uh, if you don't, that's okay too. But we do have a large disparity in downloads versus followers online. So we plead and ask and beg for it each and every week. If you don't already do so, follow us at Punchless MMA. Anywhere that you can have social media, that's where we are. So follow us there. If you want to support the show, do so by supporting the show's sponsors. Go to stayclassymeats.com. Use promo code FIST, save 10% on the entire order. Or go to allegianceclothing.com. Use promo code PUNCH and save 15% on the entire thing. Our fighter, Allegiance brother in arms, Taylor Tombstone Johnson, is fighting this, not this no, week, no, the next 11. week, yeah. on the 11th, on Bellator. Uh, and he will be rocking the Punchlist MMA logo on on his shirt. Same stipulation as before. Same stipulation as before. If you take a picture of our logo on Bellator, or if we haven't determined whether or they haven't determined whether it's Showtime or not yet, have they? Is it, it is on Showtime? I don't know. I have no idea. Take a picture of our logo. It'll be on his shorts. It'll be on his shirt. If you take a picture of it and you send it to us, not only will we share it to our social media, we'll send you some beer money for doing so. All you got to do is take the picture, tag us in it, share it to your social media so that we see it 
and then we'll send you some beer money as well as sharing your picture to our social media as well. Um, if you don't already do so, uh, be sure to give Taylor a follow, follow Legion's Clothing as well. Use the promo code. That's the best way to support the show. And if you haven't done so, please consider leaving us a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. That's it. I'm out. I'm not saying anything else, Trey. Bang, bang. Oh, be good to each other. Oh. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park